There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Roker Paul podcast in association with Vox Brewery. I'm your host Craig and joining me to discuss what now seems another nail in the coffin of Sunderland's automatic promotion bid is fellow Roker reporter uh, Alex. Alex, please do remind me why Why are you hosting today? Well, I'm not hosting, um, I don't feel very well and when I don't feel very well Craig I sort of I, I lack the cognition to host properly so yeah I'm just gonna sit and talk and you're gonna do the that's fine part of it. Right okay <laughs> so we've got the B team hosting again we're also joined by the spokesperson for the entire fan base and Roper Report Manager Gav. You alright? Spokes. Space person. Spokes space Get person, right. wasn't it? That's right, yeah. I'm also involved in uh, creating and making bikes, apparently. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's news to me. It's yeah. been an interesting week on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get, I get accused of all sorts. <laughs> what, like making bikes? I'm a spokesperson. That's a very yeah. strange accusation, that like. <laughs> and uh, finally, we're also joined by I Love Supremes, Martin McFadden. You alright, Martin? No, not really, but uh, welcome to the to the rover end cafe. Yes, it's... I suppose uh, I'm kind of like the host. You are, I was going to say. Yeah. Different surroundings for the main show. Last week we were in a pub with a crying baby and uh, today we're in the rover end cafe with, with Dennis. four crying babies. Four crying babies and Dennis the dog. So it's... Yeah. Uh, let's let's see how this one turns out. Settle down, Dennis, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he knows misery's about her in the yeah. fallen line, isn't it? Right, so in case you missed it, Sunderland were held a frustrating 2-2 draw with Gillingham at the Stadium of Light on Saturday after Mikhail Mandron, if you remember him, scored in the 96th minute. Phil Parkinson made one change to a start in 11, with Lafferty replacing the injured Charlie Wyke to make his first start for Sunderland. After a fairly uneventful first 45 minutes, Sunderland did finally turn it up a gear in the second half when Kyle Lafferty nodded home from a Denver Hume cross to score his first for the club. Uh, the lads were dealt an instant setback though when Mandron responded with a finish of his own, but again, Lafferty took the game by the scruff of the neck once again as he prodded home with a little under 10 minutes to go. And then, just when everything was going to plan, in the sixth minute of injury time, Mandron came back to haunt us by scoring with pretty much the last kick of the game. So, rather than climb to within a point of the second spot, we are now fifth and we are still three points shy of Rotherham. Alex, I'm going to come to you first. What on earth happened? Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off with the only positive I think I can fathom after yesterday. But again, it's it's wrapped in more bizarre decision-making from the manager, I think. And that's Kyle Lafferty, obviously, was my standout performer yesterday, getting both of the goals, you know, two very tidy finishes. You know, quite quintessential sort of target man kind of goals that you would hope for. I mean, obviously, it's a decision that he was, that Parkinson was effectively forced into, which is quite strange to say. I mean, I, I think I... I you know, I imagine most fans would probably agree that had White not have been injured, he probably would have started again. I think it's certainly very likely given how much, how much store Parkinson seems to set by him. But obviously with White, 
you know, by default out of contention, Lafferty did start being the, you know, fundamentally most similar striker to Wyke. But no, I, I thought I thought he was really, really good. Um, and I think without him, we would have just lost 2-0, I think. Because, it, you know, had you have had another striker playing how Lafferty did the day that we have in our books, we wouldn't have scored those goals. But what happened is, I think, despite having a clinical finisher up front, it still couldn't excuse the, you know, fairly abject defending for both of the goals. You know, the first one, it was a complete mix-up. And yeah, I mean, the ball might have fell a bit awkwardly and a bit unfortunately, but still, you you would kind of hope that we get at least one body in the, in the way there. It, it seemed like when Mandron got the shot away, it just sort of eluded everyone. Yeah, These are mistakes that we weren't making a few weeks ago. I know. You know it, what I, mean? it, it, I, th- I thought they were actually both half-decent finishes, even though the, the pain to me to see them go in. But oh, no. They both came from, like, long throws, which apparently we had done work on during the week. Mm-hmm. But I think the, you know, the second one, obviously... He changed the central defensive setup to try and get the winner, and then we got the winner, and then he kind of changed, the, had to change the defense around it, you know. But you could see that the manager was was gutted after the game, obviously not as much as what we were, but um, that they had worked on that long throw, and that is their main, that is their main weapon. And even though they were both, you know, half decent finishes, the, the goals came from from the long throws. But I was gutted when when I walked out the stadium, but at the same time when I watched the highlights, I thought actually we probably deserve to lose. Like yeah. on the balance of chances, like McLaughlin kept us kept us in the game, and mm-hmm. and I don't think White would have scored those goals. So, like in a way, even though a draw wasn't good enough, if you're an impartial observer, you would say like we actually deserve to lose. I don't think we played well at all, and two points from nine ain't top two form, is no. it? No, one, one win and four, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think I think what Parkinson has to take from yesterday, if we're going to take any glaring positive, it was that. But having been forced into playing Lafferty, it showed what these players he signed can do. You know, he bought these, he bought six players in from January onwards. Obviously, if you if you include Smith, and they're all supposedly better than what we've got. Mm. Championship players: Scowen, championship midfielder Smith, being a captain of a Ipswich team who challenged largely in the top half of the championship for the whole time he was there. Uh, Semenyo, one of the next big things, apparently at Bristol City. You know, it goes on and on. These players are apparently better than what we've got. And we haven't seen them. I mean, Declan John isn't even making the bench. Mm-hmm. He's a Wales international who's played Premier League football and he can't even make our bench. I know. I think it is a balance between, obviously, not to change. We, we got a settled side and we did and we did do well and get ourselves mm-hmm. got ourselves back into the situation that we needed to be. But that was just because the first couple of months of Phil Parkinson's reign were like so terrible, you yeah. know. And and obviously when well not obviously but when Jack Ross left we were fifth and now we're fifth are we still are we fifth still, uh, still fifth yeah, 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 yeah. but I mean looking at the live table yesterday you know before Oxford scored and before we conceded we would have been third as I'm sure every, I don't want to kind of like remind everybody of that <laughs> negativity but and then if we'd won on Tuesday we would have been in the top two because like nobody else is playing I believe yeah. to like to affect that yeah. but you know if you don't if you don't take your chances then you know you don't go up so. And I did. I did feel just by the balance of of the way the season pans out that we would go through a bit of a blip before the end of the season because you know we were like firing. It was like you, you're good. It's good. It's going to happen. So hopefully this is it. And then we, and then even if we do end up in the playoffs, we're in good form going in. But then there's so many teams on 59 points now. I think you know there's, there are six like, teams I believe yeah. on 59 points. Yeah. The, the eighth team has got 59 points. Yeah, well, there's know? only really Coventry now who look capable of pulling away yeah. from everybody else. Yeah. Well, they've they've moved four points to Rotherham, haven't they? Yeah, so that, that's the, gone, isn't it? Yeah. And Ro- but Ro- I mean, what three four weeks ago it looked like Rotherham were going to run away with the league, mm-hmm. and they lost three 0 to Rochdale, who are three like, one three one sorry, who are shocking. 
you know. Yeah, like they, they are. I think Rochdale. When I saw them here, I mean, when we played them under Ross, I think on the wrong ground they looked half decent. But when we played them here, they were absolutely abject. Like they were, I think, bar none, the worst team we've seen there this season. Had they have not resorted to just booting it long after like thirty minutes, yeah. we, we could have won about ten nil. It was that bad. Like yeah, they, they were kind just, of give us the game by trying to play it out the back. Didn't yeah, they? it was like absolutely insanity for them. I know. Yeah. But because when you when you look at the the standard of players they've got, you know, it, it doesn't. I mean, it, it my if I was, I mean, on, I mean, obviously, given I'm not a football manager by any stretch of the imagination, but had I have got those cohort of players, my I, I wouldn't be tempted to play out from the back with that kind of team in League One. But you know, uh, you know, but evidently that's worked against Rotherham, a team you know who were vying for the automatic spots. So to be, it shows which, that's a bad result. Yeah, for well, them, it that. shows it's just it's not just us under pressure. Yeah. Well, if, if if we'd lost like that away to Rochdale, if that's if say that was our game that we'd just played yesterday, we'd be absolutely fuming now. You know, we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd think we'd think that the wheels would just come off because that would be a you know that's a completely abject result. I do feel that there's no like sort of team. I know Coventry look like they are at the minute, but I don't think they're anything special. They've yeah, just had more I said that last week. I thought I thought they would. I thought when we played them last week, it was two poor, poor teams. Mm. I was actually more impressed yeah. by them last season when we played them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, away, but they were getting it together and. And then obviously Wickham have fallen, like Ipswich by default were going to be like near the top and now they're 10th, I believe, you know, so I don't think anybody's any good. On the good side of it, I'm trying to tell myself that I probably would have settled for this on Boxing Day just to be in mm-hmm. the mix mm-hmm. of the playoffs, like, because mm-hmm. I was actually yeah. thinking like, could we get could a relegated? You know what I mean? Well, this it, is terrible. That, I might have to... that was the form we were heading in. Yeah, exactly. You were like 15th and on bottom, bottom three on relegation form. So I think 16th was the absolute was lowest we got to, wasn't it? Yeah. But that's low, you know. Exactly. So we've managed to kind of turn it around and, and and I think I think nobody's under any illusions that like all of a sudden those players became good players overnight. We're still, you know, and even the ones that we've brought in, I don't believe that they're, they're that amazing because they haven't been able to push the teams out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like... The, I don't feel either transfer windows were, you know, there was, Dave Watson came on the pitch at half time and um, yesterday and someone said, oh, he was the first £100,000 player, mm-hmm. you know, like almost 50 years yeah. ago. It was just like, oh, apart from Will Grigg, when was the last time he spent £100,000? We don't even spend £100,000 on a player. Because the guy was, oh, that's nothing now. I was like, well, it is actually because we just do yeah. free transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we wouldn't shell 150 on Liam Boyce, put it that way. Yeah. That, that, well, again, you know what? We only know as much as sort of like the press would leave, yeah. but that's that's what we are led to believe based yeah, on. It, I guess it's fine margins, isn't it? That we're gonna see. Obviously, we don't we don't know how the season's gonna play out. There's nine games left, but in in terms of is the squad good enough right now? I'm not sure if it's it's good enough for the top mm-hmm. two. Even though we're that close, I just feel like there's a maybe it is, but we're not seeing some of the players that could mm-hmm. actually improve it. And the problem is, is we're nine games left. Yeah. You're running out of time to but say, say, for instance, Tommy Smith. Just as an example, he's been brought in maybe as backup or whatever. He's for him to get it, get in the swing of things, particularly if we end up in the playoffs. He's got to start playing now, hasn't he? Yeah. Same with Scowen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scowen, he's had the odd thirty minutes here and there. I mean, if if he's going to really be able to have any sort of impact before the end of the season, he has to play now. I think well, he was like know. waiting for Dobson to get that booking, wasn't he? And then I mean, he's been on, he's been on that he's been on that band for yeah. But now he now he seems to be playing. People are obviously like undecided on him because there seems to be mixed opinions. But I actually think Dobson's doing pretty well. And like yesterday's second goal, kind of like he did really well. Yeah, like winning, winning the ball. You know, it was kind of it was a classic. If you if you say like, what do you want from your central midfielder? Yeah. He breaks up an attack and creates a goal scoring opportunity, mm. which you know ends. It, it could have it could have been the winner. So I think it's funny. Though, I don't isn't think it? he'll drop Max Power. Yeah. Now he's made him captain. So I think it's 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 difficult. 
But this excuse is obviously Lafferty should have been playing before now. And I think that was when he celebrated, did he, I think someone said he went straight to the fitness coach. He went to John, it was in the paper it's this John morning, Cage, he ran yeah. to John Cook because his oh, dad, Cookie, yeah, his dad it, had yeah. died. Right. Um, apparently it was to do with that. Right, uh, fair, fair. But he, you know, he, I, I think I think you're right. Dobson does deserve a lot of credit for that. But I'm a little bit worried about his all-round game mm. performances. Mm-hmm. I mean, not it's not just him. Power Power has the odd stinker as well. But I thought, to be honest, I thought until he did that, and don't get us wrong, it was brilliant. I mean, the way he won the ball and played Lafferty and quick thinking, that's what we need to see more of. But I just think until he did that, he, he was he was really ineffective. And I thought, even on their second goal, he was a bit lost, came over his head, he just watched it. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. certain things with Dobson where he, he gets caught ball watching and maybe doesn't concentrate enough. And I'm supposing, well, he's young. He's a young player, and he's a League One player, so he's got mistakes in his locker. But like, but that's why you're bringing your replacement in it. January. I've, got this, I've just got yeah. this thing nagging at the back of my head that we've signed this lad. It's not like we've signed. It's not like signing. I don't know a thirty odd year old who's been round the block a bit. Like Scowen's twenty six. Yeah, he's, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a championship midfield player. Mm-hmm. QPR fans were actually a little bit disappointed to lose him, and he can't even go on our team. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of, I've got this thing nagging at the back of my head. Like, are we really missing something here? This think, lad could be better than what we've got. Yeah, I just think Parkinson's psychology is that he's cautious for change. If you look at the times that these oh, substitutions yeah. are made, yeah, and in, in, you know, like you pick up little things about managers. You know, Jack Ross would be like, even if we did, we go through a period of winning like seven in a row last year. We went on a, a good mm-hmm. run, didn't we? And he kept changing the team. Yeah, you know, just for the hell of it. Yeah. So like Ross would always change the team, mm-hmm. whereas Parkinson is like the opposite. Ross would be like, oh, well, he's been busy in training this week. I'll put him in because he's worked hard. He's been a bit lazy, you know. Um, I, I favour that. I favour that. To yeah, me. and Parkinson's, maybe it's a balance between the two, but I mean, they made they made their substitutions, like all three, before like 70 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was quite early like, too. It, it, it actually yeah. like nearly cost them because they had that injury at the end. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. can that lad carry on? He wasn't really, you know, he, he wasn't really fit to win the game, but obviously they still managed to get that goal back. But... Mm. But yeah, I think I think a balance between the two, but you get to know managers and I just think Parkinson is yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. he sets out his stall, he's cautious and you know, like if you ever I think if you made a if you made a change at half time it would be because, you know, someone's been decapitated. He, he, he <laughs> yeah. doesn't he doesn't and obviously there are players on the bench that can now change the game. He had three attacking mm-hmm. players on the bench yesterday. We didn't look like scoring and it was like, Well, let's let's go. I thought Semenu yeah. had a really good he had big an impact, impact yeah. yeah. I mean if but even we're giving him the ball further up the field yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of like trying to get out, mm-hmm. you know, like on the halfway line. That's the difference with yeah. Cooch and Maguire. Obviously Maguire is undroppable, he's the main creative outlet in the team, whether he plays well or not. But with like Semenu, the difference between him and Gucci Gucci will go looking for the ball on the edge of our box. Mm. I feel like Semenyo likes to play up next to the striker. I think he's more of a natural yeah. forward. Yeah, and I just think we, I, I, I thought we looked a lot better when he was on the pitch. Just be, he didn't even have to really be particularly involved in what was going on on the ball. He was giving them something extra to think about because they know he has pace. Mm. No, he can get him behind and push with two up front, and it totally changed everything because they weren't sure really who to watch, what to mark, no. you know. But the expectancy is, is every single week now we're turning up, and I think if White wasn't injured yesterday, we still perhaps would have thought he'd be in the lineup. Is it becoming a concern now that everybody rocking up at the stadium lights seem to have done the homework? The the first twenty minutes of most most games recently, we were you know blown teams away, yeah. but now they're setting up the stall. But as you've mentioned, Semenyo came on, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they just couldn't cope. So if you've got these people in reserve, you've got to use them. No, see, I think as if we're yeah. not pressing. Sorry, mm-hmm. I feel as if we're not pressing like we were when the when the new system like started to work. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's the same system, but the likes of Gucci and Maguire were kind of like. 
really destroying teams. Yeah. When we're winning games, you know, in the first 20 minutes, half an hour, we don't seem to be playing that pressing game, even though it's the same the same system. Mm, I don't yeah. understand why. Alex, I think yeah. you had a point there. Yeah, I dare say, though, um, maybe to play devil's advocate there, um, I think how, how we play is still on the balance of it, fairly effective. But what the issue that we run into is that we do play in a very specific way, like much like Ross Parkinson. I think I mean I wrote an article on the site um, just this week gone, but um, Parkinson, much like Ross, really favours playing to the wings, looking for the overlap. You know, he puts a lot of emphasis on 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 wing backs and wingers, and you know their their role effectively is to be the creative outlet to you know get forward, bring the ball into the middle, find the striker, or in the case of the strikers, sometimes the striker act as a diversion bringing the defenders away while the wingers can sort of work the match and get the ball in the box that way. And I think against most teams in the league, when you've got Hume and Gooch and all nine running at them in Maguire, I think it's a very I think it's very effective just because the the like sheer quality is too much for the average League One fullback to handle. It worked yesterday, didn't it? I think well, it, it I think did Hume, it did in the main, I think, yeah. I think, but I think Gillingham, you know, while they, you know, evident by their league position aren't as resilient as say Fleetwood or Coventry. They did, you know, they did set up quite well and they did, you know, do a relatively decent job of containing us. I mean, obviously, Hume managed to get through. I think Hume, Hume, yeah. Well, Hume just had the run of that left-hand side for most of the game. He did. To be fair, normally, what I've noticed recently with Hume is that teams are doubling up on him, sometimes mm. tripling up on him yeah. to stop him because it's dead effective what we do. We effectively go up the wing with three players, usually Maguire will receive the ball, wait for the overlap, mm-hmm. either cut it inside to play the ball in behind yep. from the centre of field player, or he'll just find the space. Yeah. And every time Hume got in, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, when Hume does that, he can be really effective, but his crossing is just so, mm-hmm. I don't know, it fluctuates the quality yeah, of his yeah, crossing. Yeah, but yesterday, I mean, the kind of the cross that he swung in for Lafferty when he scored is a one that First time, obviously. I, I, I yeah. would absolutely say that White would not have scored that. I think what I think sometimes we have to maybe afford him a, a little bit of leniency and just say sometimes this it sometimes it can fall to the striker yeah, to make yeah. the most of what he gets from a delivery. Like I think if we're expecting White to score and we, we, we're qualifying his lack of scoring by saying yeah, but his deliveries aren't quite good enough, I think that's harsh on on Hume or yeah. Gooch or whoever because sometimes I mean you know you see it at higher level you, you see it you know indeed at, at this league at this level really. You know, sometimes like a good striker, or at least a decent one, you know, may receive you know a, a bit of, a bit of a suspect cross. But if he can make the most of it, if he's got that natural sort of finishing instinct or that precision, he can put it away regardless. Or he can at least hold it up and then bring other players into it. You know, I think if 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 it was White receiving that that um, uh, ball from Hume that Lafferty scored. I think White would have would have either missed or been muscled off it. I don't even think he would have been in the position. Yeah, I think that's a problem. He's just not a natural goal. I, I, just, I just think he I mean, to be fair, yeah. I don't think Lafferty is, but he is more than White, but most people are. You know, yeah, yeah. it's well, more if instinctive. Look, if you look at his, if you look at Lafferty's career, he mm-hmm. hasn't he hasn't been a big scorer of goals. I mean, no. he had that one season when he played for Hearts where he got like seventeen, I think. But I just feel at this level, you know, like some, sometimes we'd have players when, say, the likes of Whitehead when we got promoted under McCarthy. He scored quite a lot of goals in the championship. Obviously, you're winning games and stuff, but then when you go up that level, mm-hmm. he struggled yeah, more time. defensively. But I think like Lafferty's should be comfortable in this league because generally he's yeah. played above this level. I don't think he's played at this like low White, standard yet. White is like a League One um, player, and he's not even the sort of top class League One player. I mean, like I don't want to <coughs> sit here and, and and destroy him, but if you look at all the players that we'd want to sign last year, you know, like the, the best strikers from other clubs, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't have come up with Charlie White. And, no. you know, and, and like, they, it was like, oh yeah, he's, 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 he's like a bona fide League One striker. He's one of the best. But 
the team that was signing from got relegated. Yeah. And then you, you look at innumerable other players, you know, like Marcus and Eves and mm-hmm. the guys like Charlton had like two good forwards. We didn't, you know, we didn't really have, obviously no. Greg, Greg should have been or should be. Mm-hmm. And I still got a weird feeling that Greg might have a little like sort of impact this season. I'm kind of happy that he didn't go somewhere else just for the sake of saving a little bit of money because yeah. no, no one could afford him. He's still... I still sort of fancy to have him on the bench or like if the ball's bobbling around and you're pushing for a, a late winner or a late equaliser, then he is. He obviously, he hasn't showed it at Sunderland, but throughout his career, we know that he can put the ball in the, mm-hmm. in the back of the net. So at least at least we've got him. And I think Parkinson, I think, to be honest, I think White could have played yesterday from the way I like in sort of like read into his quotes um, where they kind of wanted to rest him and he's been struggling for that while. Um, and then he thought Lafferty was ready. And then if you had to take him off, then he had Greg and Watmore. Um, well, he had three strikers on the bench, basically, didn't he? Three, like three yeah. forward players. Semenyo as well. Four, yeah, exactly. Really. That, that, you've just made this thing there, actually, though. Tuesday night, if White is fit. Mm. I know you're obviously saying Greg could have a part to play, but is he not the first player to drop off that probably, bench? Probably, yeah. Because so. he, he does like to have... I mean, I think, I think that's why... I, I think that's why, like, sort of other people that you'd expect to be on the bench haven't been, because... Because like with McLaughlin, not the goalkeeper, the the, the fullbacks, like central defender, whatever position he's meant to be, he can obviously cover both wing back positions, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that's why John hasn't featured, and and he does tend to have like like for like replacements. So I think so. Like I was surprised not to see White yesterday, but I think he said he could have played with a painkiller, and he has been. So they just like wanted to rest it. <clears throat> but my worry, sort of, is towards the end of this month, really, where I always thought we needed to kind of put some points on the board because we're going to have like two weeks where we don't play yeah. and most of those mm-hmm. other teams are going to play two games in that time and mm-hmm. then we're going to be like playing catch up you know yeah which is <clears> what <throat> this that's the situation we found ourselves in last year yeah, yeah psychologically exactly. it's yeah. a bit of a hurdle i mean knowing that you've got games in hand is all well and good but i think psychologically for the players they must think it must be a lot nicer if i was say barnsley and i know i've got points in the bag that would have been the scenario last season so yeah, i think yeah. obviously now with teams playing more games, I mean, naturally, if you're not playing and they are, you are going to drop down because the teams at the top are going to win. Yeah. So if, you're, if, you, if you slump to, say, seventh through, no fault of your own, you're still going to feel a lot more pressure because like, if I don't win, we stay here and, and we the, stay outside the playoffs. The way he's talking is that he's not confident enough in the replacements so we can play mm. South End, who are actually the worst team in the league. Yeah. You know, they're only not bottom because of Bolton's like point deduction. By default, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. it's kind of like if you do, if you don't feel as if those fringe players are, be, are good enough to beat South End away, <laughs> mm-hmm. like like you know, why did we sign Burge? Because yeah. I don't yeah. think there's much between Burge. You know, like obviously Flanagan <coughs> might get called up for Northern Ireland. Um, then you got Tommy we, Smith. We can do without him. Do you know what I mean? Well, exactly. I, 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 you know, we've I got Lynch. Th- we got Smith. We, you know, I sat and thought about this the other day, and I could. It was before yesterday's game. But I worked out an eleven of players we could feasibly put out who don't normally play, yeah. and it, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that would probably push for promotion to be honest. Mm. And if It'd they were be, given a run again, yeah. I mean it was like Burge, McLaughlin, Lynch, Smith, John. That's a back five of players who don't play: mm-hmm. Scowen, Ethan Robson, Embleton, Semenyo, Greg Moore, 
Greg. They'd get it's a like, game for like most of the yeah. yeah. But like, but which players were actually really going to be missing during this international break? Wait, who's going to actually go? Like yeah. McLaughlin could get called to Scotland. And he, fl- will. And fl- he, he will. He will. And Flanagan, Flanagan will because he's been playing. Yeah, but I mean, who? I mean, I, I mean, Maguire's not going to get called for Scotland. Maguire's not. There was no. there was no. conversations. Yeah. Flanagan doesn't even get a game for Northern Ireland yeah. half the time. He's just yeah. Not, I think I think, he'll, yeah. I think he'll get called up. Conor McLaughlin hasn't been playing, so he probably won't. It's one of those things mm-hmm. where they Lafferty could might because he's playing now. Like if he's not going to play, you know, we did it last year, didn't we? When Jack Ross put the call in, it was like, well, do you really need him? Like, this is just mm-hmm. this one game. It's like a vital game. But they yeah. seem to have accepted that they're going to have this two-week break, which... Mm-hmm. I know, wonder I wonder if he's... I wonder if it's got less to do with these players that we're having reserve on. I'm not sure if they're going to be capable of winning the game. Yeah. And more to do with, I really want to give the players a rest before what's going to be a gruelling But surely end of the one week rest is enough because it's effectively yeah. four but, yeah. days without I've a game. I've just got a feeling that's maybe the thinking behind it. They've maybe took a decision and thought... We can probably afford to play this game midweek down the line because they are shit. No, but you, you, you see, know? you see though, that's it. I mean, I I wouldn't want to. Thing is though, knowing knowing what I know as a Sunderland fan, I, I wouldn't want that risk. I, no. I know they're a terrible team. I'm very aware well, of how bad they last are. Last season, so yeah. well, I know. I, know, I mean, we, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. Know, I mean that we just that I mean that game was ridiculous. We just threw the towel in that game. It was but stupid. Yeah, but wasn't that the same sort of thing? Like at the end of the season. But that's it. Those yeah, like yeah, I, I don't. I don't want us to play only, them. It was only whether we were going to finish like. It was who were we fifth, yeah. Playoffs, to be honest, I think we'd already tossed promotion off before that, hadn't we? Yeah. With like them couple of games before. It's a weird choice of words, Gav, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> we had though. We're totally Speak bored. For yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but like I've got a weird feeling that things could end up playing out the same. I'm like I would, I just I, I well, that's I, precisely why I yeah. don't want to play the midweek. Yeah. If we just I, I would rather, right, if we if we lose two or three men to the international break, that is absolutely fine because the people who we are going to lose are in theory in and I say this in theory because obviously we get to see it in practice replaceable by who we sign in January and again we know we come back to the same point for me it's quite infuriating how we have signed these players and on paper everything we've heard from fans of other clubs in the championship or fans of say Ipswich who are now in League One would have had these players before like in Tommy Smith we are only hearing good things Ipswich were baffled that they didn't renew his contract initially they would have happily had him there. And he's 29, you know, he's not over the hill. Yeah. As a centre-back, you've got maybe two, three, you know, more years yeah. of, you know, of, a, of, a, of mm. before you begin to, you know, to, to glide, you would say. Semenyo, as you say, you know, he's an up-and-coming talent. We saw with Lafferty there that, you know, you know, I mean, again, while he's not, you know, the quintessential finisher, you know, he's, he's never been a, you know, you know, serial goal scorer in his career, but, you know, hell, he's better than White from what we saw yesterday. He gives us an option through the middle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I said before that when when um, Lafferty got that ball from Hume, it's the kind of one that White either wouldn't have been in the box for in time or would have just outright missed or been muscled away from by the defender through the middle. I'm I'm personally not convinced that White would have opted to run straight through one goal. I think a, a part of me, knowing knowing how sort of like defensively oriented he is for a striker, Turned. He, he, he may yeah. have opted to put his foot on the ball and shield it away from the defender. But as we've seen with White. At best, that results in him winning a free kick, and at worst, means he gets muscled off. Um, that we shout for a foul. Yeah. yeah, we shout for a foul. We don't get it. We complain, but then deep down, we know shouldn't really have done that. You know, I just, I just think, I, I just think with Wyke, and again, I, I don't want to berate him too much, but I feel like you could play Alamos Turk up front and have the same impact because he plays like he plays like a, he plays like a known he plays like a centre back. <laughs> Speaking of Oz Turk, yeah. so a good point raised on social media, probably worth talking about. Some people have sort of suggested that although you only played a few four or five games, mm-hmm. we're actually missing Bailey Wright mm-hmm. in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. The leadership qualities that he brings to the defence. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a big defender of Oz Turk when he was brought out of the team. I was like, well, we've kept like 
three, four clean sheets mm-hmm. with him in the defence, it's a little bit harsh to take him out of the team. But now after the last three games, I'm a little bit yeah. thinking. I'm thinking. Mm. Mm, I mean, fine margins um, when it when in a promotion race can be you know they can make a big difference and things yeah. things like you've got like I've just said before about Scowan. You're you're right about Smith. He's only 29 and he he is probably a championship player. And we've got him sitting not even on the bench. I'm sort of wondering. Well, is 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 it really worth us taking that risk? When we know this lad will come mm. into the team and be able to play, all right, he may, might not be up to speed straight away, but he's got to be better than League One because his career shows he was a top performing central yeah. defender in the championship. Like nothing's you know? happened to him that we're aware of. You know, no, no. He's, he's not got an injury that's that's you know set him back. He's you know there was no issue with his fitness dip switched. You know there was no controversy or anything yeah. negative surrounding him. You know, explicitly, he just he didn't have his contract I, renewed, well, and now no, he's been given one. I have no doubt that these are conversations Parkinson and his staff had have that they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're clever people. They're not idiots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they have done a good job since they came in of of sort of getting the squad in the right place and back on track. And I have no doubt they're well aware of what Smith can offer. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder what it is, what it is that's stopping them making the snap judgment of like, mm. right, we just need to play this lad today because, like, like I said earlier. I have no doubt that had Wyke been fit, declared himself fit to play, he would have played yesterday ahead of, mm-hmm. of Lafferty. And seeing them come into the team just shows that, well, we have players who might just be a little bit better than what you're actually putting out on the pitch every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the same kind of goes for Smith. I just wonder, well, we've seen what Lynch can do. We, we've seen what Ozturk can do. Why, why not put this lad in with nine games to go? And maybe we'll see a return of some clean sheets, mm-hmm. you know? Do you think it's just one of those cases where he's doubled down on plan A so much and he kind of stumbled on upon a winning formula and, and things were ticking along now that he, mm-hmm. he's, he seems petrified to make even the smallest of changes just in case he reverts back to that run where mm-hmm. we, we just stop winning again? He, he keeps making the same... I, people say he hasn't got a plan B. He actually has if you... If, there's there's a trend of how he seems to change the team at the end of games yeah. when things aren't going in our favour. Yeah, 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 or putting Guchat left wing back. Yeah, but see, know, the, it, although it, it has worked on a couple of occasions, I mean, we you know we did manage to get ourselves level against Fleetwood as a, probably as a result of that change. Mm-hmm. I do think that he has got a plan B. I'm just wondering whether you've got to kind of look at it and go, well, I'm actually making the same changes every week. Yeah, but yeah. that's it. But the thing I is, think though, we are, we, yeah. we are predictable. But then again, Gillingham were predictable. Yesterday, and that the main threat was the long throw, yeah. and they still mm-hmm. had two goals from it. And we knew just, what they were going to do. Just actually backtrack to what we were talking about the international break. There's like 14 days between the Blackpool and the South End game, mm-hmm. which presumably is enough of a break, you know. Do you think so? So, but if that's cancelled, obviously it becomes a 21 day break, and then are we going to be able to pick up momentum again by like not playing all the time? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, almost, uh, it's yeah. almost like a, it's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you start the season off and you you need to get in your stride and everything. Mm-hmm. Are we going to come back? My worry is that we're going to come back for these last seven games and we're going to have to kind of like get going again. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to have to kind well, of you, the like impression. When you come back off holiday and you yeah. go back into work, it takes mm. you a few days to sort of get up the speed. Well, that's well, it. If I was a player looking at that, right? If, if I'm a player who's, you know, who's got tunnel vision on that automatic promotion push and I've got to wait 21 days before my next game, I think the anticipation would would go would work against you. I don't think I don't think you'd be winning for the next game with, with that kind of hype. I think having say the the fourteen days, you know, without without the additional break, I think that that in itself should should be satisfactory. Just for since, a gap. Yeah. A lot of the time in this league, especially last year when we we're more involved in cup competitions, mm-hmm. we're playing two games a week. Yeah. Every I'd, week. I'd hate the wait. I'd, I'd, I mean, it's that's almost three like weeks. Not having a midweek game is almost yeah. like time off. I wonder. I wonder what he's thinking is. I wonder. 
wonder why like why 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 do we need mm. to not play I, that I, game? I don't I, I'm start I mean again you know I'm, I don't want to sort of like play the hokey cokey with me whole Parkinson in and out thing but I don't really get a lot of his mentality sometimes like I just I don't you say there about his plan B but my gripe with that is that his plan A every week is identical and the subsequent plan B is identical now a plan yeah. B that happens at the exact same time the exact same way after plan A isn't a plan B it's just an extended version of the plan A because yeah, the teams yeah. watching him will know right if he's going to do this on 70 minutes because this isn't working then we know how to counteract that okay we are playing teams towards the end of the season who have intelligent managers and good players you know we've got Rotherham we've got Peterborough we've got we've got good teams coming up we've got you know you know, reasonably resilient ones. You know, I mean, obviously you've got a few that aren't very good. You know, Accrington and Stanley aren't a good team. Uh, Southend are completely terrible. Bristol Rovers held us until they got a man sent off. And, you know, we probably would have scored, but you never know. I, I just think when you come towards the end of it, he needs to just be a, a little bit more spontaneous. I'm not saying that he's, he's got to just sort of like chuck a random team together week in, week out, but he's got to, he's got to keep the opposition guessing because I think right now, we are a very predictable team. You know, like we'll play the exact same way from the off. If it's not working, we'll make the exact same kind of subs. You know, that, that can be neutralised by the opposition's manager. And, you know, it's just, it's it's very predictable. I've, th- thing is with Parkinson as well, you, you you know, like Gooch, for instance, can play badly, mm-hmm. but work very hard. Mm. And I think he kind of, he'll overlook the obvious flaws in a player's game mm-hmm. because the, of the effort they bring occasionally. Mm-hmm. So Gooch, for me hasn't played well for a little while now mm-hmm. and you've got a number of attacking players on the bench who could replace him feasibly and I'm still even after Semenyo came on and did well I still don't feel like he would bat him to, mm-hmm. by saying right you, you played well the other day son you're going to mm-hmm. play on Tuesday night do you think talking about Tuesday night do you think now after yesterday's performance that's if White's fit like Lafferty's number one striking choice now has to be doesn't he mm. But someone else suggested it almost that he, seems like reluctantly the way you know he played him, but yeah. he's come in, scored two goals. So that surely for me, that's he's made his claim now. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't play them together, would he? No, I don't think. No, I think unless you're chasing the game, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has done that. That's been he did it. MC he did, he did that. Yeah. He, did, he did that against Fleetwood as well. He brought White. He brought, he brought Lafferty on with White. Just like kitchen really. sink, you know. Yeah. It was. But you've you've got a variety of options there, and I just if you're going to go with two strikers, it has to be. Semenyo for me mm. <coughs> I just think this lad's got something there was a moment in the game yesterday where he cut down the right hand side and just absolutely burnt their left back for Pace yeah. mm-hmm. and I just thought and I was like we don't have anybody who can do that mm-hmm. like he's the only Gucci is quick Hume's quick but they don't do that, that no. they're not that quick and sometimes I think in tight games you need somebody like that mm-hmm. If he's dis- he, look, he seems disciplined enough I mean I wouldn't say he's your typical sort of jinky winger who tries to take everybody on, loses the ball. I think he do, he's quite intelligent with the mm-hmm. ball, actually. It was quite often yesterday he was getting it and just passing it short and moving into space. So mm-hmm. he's a lot more intelligent maybe than people think. And I think he could play on the wing. Maybe he's in pushing up alongside Lafferty when you need it move. Like, if you you know, you, we get those stat packs through after every game and it shows the av- average position of players. And while Maguire basically plays on the wing alongside O'Neill, mm-hmm. uh, Gucci is very much up front most of the time alongside Lafferty. His average position tends to be in and around Lafferty. Um, so I don't see why you couldn't mm-hmm. really play somebody else in that role. And I guess it all comes down to that same thing, whether Partinson uh, has any sort of faith in the players he has in, in, in reserve. You know, They played an awful lot of football as well 
Fair. Yeah, you mentioned the likes of Gooch, and he has looked dead on his feet in recent weeks. But Do you think he's always looked better when he's coming fresh. Yeah, yep, absolutely. It's always been after that, say, four, five, six game absence, he comes in, and then all of a sudden, he looks like a well beater again. And I think, unfortunately, that's that's pretty much where he is. That's one of his limitations. That he he, he does look burnt out in a few of them. Did yesterday, I thought. And in terms of the way the game finished, um, I, glutton for punishment. I watched the highlights back this morning, but when that goal went in. I mean, they're literally, they're all dropped to the ground. And my concern is is psychologically now going into Tuesday, they, can they cope with the pressure in terms of it? It's very much history rewriting itself of last season now where you think we've had so many chances to put ourselves in a good position. Yeah. When we've won games, unfortunately, teams around mm-hmm. us have won games. But when they've dropped points, we've subsequently dropped yeah. points as well. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I think the, the only small, the only sort of like ray of hope, which again, it's, it's mad that we've had um, two draws and a loss against you know teams in and around us you know if we're counting Gillingham I mean Gillingham won't go for the playoffs they're way too far behind but let's call them a team in and around us just based on the fact that what like 10 yeah, the one of the form teams in the league I mean I mean okay yeah. so so you know three games against teams in good form yeah. that may or may not be in and around us that's two draws and a loss that's not good form the fact that we're still somehow three points from the automatics is great you know it's it's very forgiving of how we've played recently and it's you know, it's you, you've got the likes of Rochdale and MK Dons who are tripping up Rotherham to thank you for that because they seem to be, you know, they they they, they seem they they're certainly not um, uh, infallible by any means. But I just yeah, I think when you when you look at the second when you look at this Mandron's second goal, and I just think it's bizarre that we live in a world now. I mean, the last time I saw Mikhail Mandron the Cinema Light was when he came on when we were losing to Liverpool in like the last minute. Yeah. It, was, it was it was it was like a token youth substitution for the last five minutes from Gus Poyet. And, you know, you, you could kind of tell that, you know, we weren't going to keep the slot on. He was only ever going to be a League One player, but I think so, we're yeah. in League One now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, and I mean, you know... I, I, mean, don't know, I don't know if you read that bit that Steve did on the site through the week, where he, the, the stat piece where he looked at all the data and stuff of mm-hmm. target men and how Wyke sort of fared. Yeah. And Mandron is the best target man in League One. Right. Not in terms of Not in terms of goal return, is literally as a target man yeah. bringing others into play winning yeah. head shielding the ball winning he does fouls. the role the most he effectively is, he is the most effective target man in League One and he said I hope he doesn't play because yeah. the, the prediction from the Gillingham fan we sported was that Akinde would play from the start mm-hmm. and he didn't Mandron no. did Mandron came in and he was brilliant for me Like I mean you know what I mean, I suppose ultimately fair play to him. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, when you get released from a club in the Premier League, which we were at the time, you know, it can go one or two ways. You know, you've seen we've had players in our academy who've just totally fell off the radar completely, yeah. and yeah. you know, only only a few really seem to resurface. There's a few in League One now, you know, and it's 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 good to see that obviously his career hasn't fell by the wayside because you never like to say that, but obviously I don't like it to be at the expense of us, you know, not getting yeah. three points. But I mean, it was it was a good finish, and I, I will concede that. But when you look at the way that you know. That that's the ninety sixth minute. Yeah, you should have eleven men behind the ball. You know, obviously, you, for your defensive positioning should be there, but for everybody else, it should just be get your body in the way of that. You look at where some of them are stood before Mandron shoots, and they're just the disjointed. The disjointed. Yeah, I mean, the main the look. I, I think I blame fatigue for that. I, I just think I just think the switch off a bit. I think they give him a little bit too much space, and yeah, he takes a really good finish first time. But you know, if you're a bit more diligent and say if you've got a, a little bit more on your tank. You might have the, the the intuition to maybe get there in time, or to mm. at least maybe you know it's a butterfly effect. You put one of those defenders off, you maybe you you shoulder shoulder someone, put them under pressure. He doesn't get the pass off, or you're in front of Mandron. He doesn't get the shot off. 
you know, it's really fine margins that stop that goal going in. It was good to hear Parkinson talk about it after the game and he, he recognised straight away what, had wrong, what went wrong. He said, you know, we've got to defend better. Mm-hmm. We should be throwing ourselves in the way of the ball when it's Absolutely. 96 minutes. Of course. I think people always say, though, you know, just to play the devil's advocate, oh, you know, if you if you concede in the last minute or just before half-time, it's really unlucky. It's all kind of part of the game. And obviously we equalised uh, just a couple of weeks ago against Fleetwood in the 96th minute, mm-hmm. you know. It just mm-hmm. it just happens, goals happen then because people are tired and, yeah. and mistakes get made. It's 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 really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But but then what I'm saying is... It, 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 is yeah. the, it is the sign of a bad team, you know, like conceding a lot of a lot of late goals, you know, like either a fitness level or you're just not good enough, you know. But there had been a lot of changes in the central defence that, that game. Yeah, what do you think about that, what he brought, like, he took Ozturk off, didn't he, to kind of try yeah. and win the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually thought that he was the only one that could, just because of the sheer size of him, mm-hmm. that could actually handle, yeah. like, their massive strikers, you know? Yeah. Um, if you, they, if you want, like, a big lump to chuck himself in the way of something, Ozturk would be my go-to guy, just for, like, just to, like, lunge in the way of a ball to stop it going in. And after that, it was Willis yeah. going yeah. up against him, and Willis isn't isn't that big. No. No, he has came off... Recently, though, yes, but not yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he is our best central defender, Willis, but he's not our best central defender in the air. No, playing yeah. against like, there's no, no central defender. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think he is. I think he, he plays the ball the best by country. Well, he's, but he's 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 fast. If you look at him, his yeah. position, he doesn't really play centre half, does he? He kind of plays like a right back bombing on down well, the right. Well, he, he, he his original yeah. position was right back. Yeah, you, know? you get that impression. You can see, you can see that because the way he plays mm-hmm. when he went into a two. He looked uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah. And he did earlier in the season, I think for the first 10 games, I really wasn't impressed by him. I felt like, I thought he looked good, but I'd watched him before and I just felt as if he wasn't actually playing alongside anybody decent in the defence. Yeah. You know, the, the way Jack Ross had the defence set out, if you went to like Lincoln away is probably the best example. We just couldn't cope with him. Mm-hmm. You know, there, no. was the, the, there wasn't enough like big, strong, you know, it's. I hate it. I'd love to just play beautiful football on the ground, but... Like that would be all right if we weren't in League One. Absolutely. You know? Again, and it comes back to what I said before about the reason that they signed Bailey Wright and why he's been a big miss. You're yeah, right. and maybe that's something to look at now. Although mm. Turk can do a job, do you need this this guy we've got sitting in reserve? Mm. Yeah, he's a cha- he's a player who's played a lot of Championship football. Importantly, he was captain yeah. of Ipswich. I mean, I would drop Flanagan you know? out of the you know yeah. out of mm-hmm. the three that are playing at the minute. I think Turk throughout his Sunderland career has always been unlucky, apart from his debut against Charlton. When obviously he was playing alongside Leuven, so they were like the slowest central defensive partnership in the history of mm-hmm. football, never mind Sunderland. <laughs> but um, I don't, think, I don't think. Sorry, I don't think we appreciate at the time just as a side point just how bad a centre back pairing that was. Yeah. Like first game of the season, like I don't think we really like. And looking back now, it's like Jesus Christ, how do we not lose that game like three 0 We had all nine and Mumba sent them in. Well, well, I think at the, end, at the end of last season, apparently Jack Ross said that like the four central defenders that he'd signed, like none of them were good enough. To be like sort of the number one guy, you know. Yeah, well, I kind of. And, and you I'm look just, at that, you kind of say like Baldwin, yeah. you know, Flanagan. Mm-hmm. They're both too skinny, you yeah. know. Well, it kind of people say it all the time that if we'd signed a striker to replace Madja, we would have got promoted. I think by the same token, if we'd signed a decent centre half mm-hmm. and we hadn't played with Flanagan and Baldwin, you know, that's why I've now I'm looking at it and I'm like, are these what we've got now good enough? I mean, yeah. Flanagan and Ozturk weren't deemed good enough last year. No, exactly. you know, on the start of the team. I, I, I do think that they should kind of just. I'm not saying Flanagan deserves to be dropped, but if we're going to kind of play what what exposed us yesterday, and it will expose us again this season, you know, mm-hmm. maybe some teams won't be as big, like Fleetwood aren't, aren't as big. Mm-hmm. But you may as well just have three massive centre halves in that system for mm-hmm. me. And Flanagan is like too slim to, like, to, to, to fit that criteria. And obviously, Willis isn't as tall. 
but I do think he's the best player. Yeah. So if you're going to have him, you may as well bring Smith <coughs> or Lynch in and just yeah. have, and just have the just have the physical. Bodies. I think it's and nice. When people yeah. are taking long throws in the 96th minute, then you'll have like and obviously you need a settled defense as well, changing around the system as he's he's doing more and more chasing games. I, th- I think that's why we conceded the goal yesterday. Bringing Lynch on seemed to be the right thing. But it was just another change of like who's Morgan who and like yeah. are you are you on him now or like I'm on this area. You, you kind of get used to it, don't you? When you play at the back, it's mm-hmm. like it's all about having <clears throat> a settled defense, um, which is weird because that's what he builds his teams on, and he hasn't made that many changes. But yeah. like actually, he's made quite a lot of changes in that back three. In terms yeah. of obviously, I mean the positional wise and and stuff like that. Are we expecting any anything different at all in terms of the way that he's going to approach Tuesday? Do you think he's going know. to stick to his, his same routine? I think I, I think he can't drop Lafferty now. I think no manager, no matter how much they may like one striker, isn't going to drop another if they've just scored two goals. Two goals that were the difference between a, a draw and a defeat in this case. But yeah, I, I think absolutely. Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit distracted. Gav just wrangled his dog onto the sofa. <laughs> <three. laughs> so that, that's happening. But you know, you wanted to get up and see what's going he was, on. He was that's all right. Out. You know, if you've got any contribution you want to make, what's your dog called again, Gav? Dennis. If you want to make any contributions, Dennis, then feel free to to bark. You know, we'll if, if, you know <laughs> give 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 us give us a happy bark if you like the performance or an anguished one if you think we should make some changes. He's waiting for his pink slides. That's what it is. Isn't it? <laughs> well, aren't, aren't we all? He got one the last time he came in. Look, we're all we're all waiting for the next pink slice. That, that that's that's just how we live. You know, like everything I do in my life is a temporary distraction for the next pink slice. But no, um, will will he make a change? Um, I think I think he has to play Lafferty. So again, that uh, regardless of how stubborn he may be to play Wyke, I think he, he doesn't have a choice. At the back, I, I really don't know. If I'm honest, I, I quite like the model of three at the back with what we've had so far, and I mm. think it is a lot better than last season's. I mean, if you think we've gone from... We used to have two at the back for centre-backs. We had Baldwin and Flanagan, neither of which are strong, neither of which can play the ball under pressure. You know, it, that that was, I think, in hindsight, a long way away from an automatic promotion team's centre-back pairing. If you look at even the teams like Portsmouth, who had like Burgess, and you look at who Coventry and Barnsley had, they were just so much better with the back. And, yeah. you know, with Sometimes that, when you yeah. see these teams, they, they do look bigger than us, even though we have bulked up and, yeah. and, and heightened up. Yeah. I'm just, I just wonder whether he might bring Smith in or or Lynch for the, you know, because the way we conceded those goals. Yeah. I don't think, but Lynch isn't his signing, is he? He's not, mm. no, but... And, and I, yeah. I, I kind of feel as if he doesn't really fancy him, otherwise he Wait, wouldn't have been playing Fanagan so much. He doesn't, fan, he doesn't fancy his silence, though, by the looks of it. Well, so that's, that's, that's true, yeah. so like, yeah, scratch <laughs> But no, I, I think I like the model, though, and it's far better than last season, having three at the back now, with maybe a ball-playing defender in Willis and then two more sort of like no-nonsense type of centre-backs, like, like, you know, like just two that have much more of a simplistic... I mean, obviously, Ozturk's role is very simplistic in the team. You know, you win the ball in the air, you out-muscle your man, you get rid. You know, very, very basic role. But obviously, you, I think if you've got two of those players, you know, doing the sort of like the... doing the 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 sort of like the more menial tasks for a defender in league, one the more laborious stuff, and then Willis is maybe your Rolls-Royce a bit, then that works very effectively. But, I, I mean, I would I would drop Flanagan. I think by on you know by that token, I would drop Flanagan just because he's, he's not as strong and... I, Lynch for me is a better defender. I've I've liked him a lot this season, and I, I just think I just think he's better. You know, hope, yeah. you know, hopefully, hopefully his head injuries totally subsided by now. Yeah. I feel he's got to learn from like the last three games, which you know, mm-hmm. whichever way you put it, just aren't good enough. You Absolutely know, like, not. Sort of, we haven't we haven't won. Um, <clears throat> one of the draws was quite lucky, really. You know, mm-hmm. we did well. They like not to lose against Fleetwood, and statistically, we did well not to lose yesterday because they had they had more like straight yeah. clear cut opportunities than us. 
So I think if he's going to sort of say like, right, okay, we've got this many games left, whether there's a big break, am I going to like switch things around and just like set it out for the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. I think he will have like human or nine there, and but it's like I think maybe switching centre halves and then maybe bring Scowan in. I think he's, I think he should start on on yeah. Tuesday. Like we should, we should, like we should be able to overcome Bristol Rovers they've never given us that many problems have they you know when, when no. we've played them there's, there's been a few teams where you think like yeah. we've, we've Jesus never, Christ we've yeah. played them you know like chilling we've played chilling <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, you know what I mean like 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 Burton have we have we have we beat Burton and Coventry since we since we've been in this league nope. you know there's there's a few teams where we've we've struggled against but mm. like we just generally struggle against anyone decent don't we it's, it's <laughs> we thing, actually struggle against people that are pretty rubbish yeah, as well yeah. but mm-hmm. um we're just not consistent enough and I don't know whether it is, we're just not good enough mm-hmm. like across the board but we can't change the the players now so we just have to go for it. But I think I think we need to be tougher at the back the way we conceded those two mm-hmm. goals yesterday and the, like the, there was there was big strong tackles like flying in a couple of months ago and, it, and I feel as I feel as if they, they are like maybe he's not physically tired but mentally mm-hmm. mentally tired. Which is why it would be a very good time for say Lynch or exactly. and or Smith to come in. I mean, I mean, obviously you don't want to you don't want to totally shift it out too much. But at the end of the day, if those lads are as you say physically and mentally tired, then we do need well, changes. Like that's not up for debate. Like if they, if they're knackered now, yeah. then yeah. you can't they can't they can't play nine more games. I don't you know international break or not. If you know the mental fatigue and the, the mental drain time and the impact, it, it's it's going to be a lot more profound in the long term. than The physical is they can recover, but if they're still sort of like. If they're still gutted from some of these results, then they need to be dropped because we can't let morale affect well, yeah. how they There's do too the many players in the comfort zone as well that don't, yeah. think, they're, don't think they're going to get dropped because they haven't been. No. You know? And they'll, they'll know, they'll be like, oh yeah, like, you know, Max Power went through a really good spell and I think he's been quite average the last month. He's dined out on like, a bit, hasn't he? And um, he hasn't been poor, but he's just like dropped his standard mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. He's still kind of there motivating the team and he'll, he'll know in his mind that he hasn't been playing as well as what he was, but he probably thinks like, <coughs> he's not going to drop because he's made his captain like who mm-hmm. else is he going <coughs> to Gucci is the same you know mm-hmm. and I think like sometimes like an early substitution can do that mm-hmm. it's more like a half drop you know what I mean or like yeah, saying, yeah, or, yeah. Or saying like listen you know like yesterday like say Wyke can get through the game you know you might sort of say I'm going to start you on the bench but I'll be bringing you on for the last 30 you know just like rotating it a little bit more making mm-hmm. your substitutions a bit earlier and um, you know when people aren't playing well and they're not in, in, in they're sort of hiding a bit or they're, or they're not looking that confident, take them, take them off after mm-hmm. like 55 minutes, an hour. If you if you believe that the players on the bench are good enough to do the job, then yeah. then then use them. Mm-hmm. You know? I know that has been one of the criticisms of the fan base, hasn't it? Because you know, when we've kind of put articles out and we're saying about maybe chopping and changing it, and I know the lads of Wise Men Say have said their bit that, you know, you, you, people need to freshen up. I don't think that is in any way, shape or form doing a disservice to the lads who are on the pitch. It's just like we can all agree on they've just played an awful lot of football. And yeah, it, yeah, it's, like, absolutely. It is starting to take its toll on some it's of them. It's a very physical league, isn't yeah. it? You know, there's, 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 there's no let out, you know, like, like sometimes when you watch Premier League games and people are 2 nil up, Especially Man City, they'll just like take this thing out of the game and keep the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like with us in this league, it's it's non-stop hustle yeah. and bustle, mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 very physical. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, perhaps probably a good time to wrap things up. We do have Bristol on Tuesday. Shall we get some predictions? What do we think? Um, I, I, I'm struggling because I don't know what the team's going to be, but presuming he's probably going to stick with largely the same eleven, a very close for one nil win. Mm-hmm. I think. I think he just. Knowing Parkinson, he, he prides himself on defence and we've conceded in the last three games. 
and he's going to want to get back to basics. So I'm, I'm good. I'm even though it's Bristol, I think we're going to, we'll be tight. We'll be tight. We'll try and sneak a win. And I think he's got to maybe look at that, look at that dynamic up top and think, well, Lafferty coming to the team work. Do we need maybe change something else? Uh, I don't suspect he will, though. I think it's going to be the same eleven, mm-hmm. to be honest, uh, providing everyone's fit. So yeah, one nil for me, like Alex. Yeah, I, I would probably you know not to be not to be boring, but I'd go with the same. I just think he's not he's he's going to make you know my, my, my worst case scenario he doesn't make any changes, and he, and he might not make any changes because that's what we've seen before. But I think he might make one or two at most, two with an absolute push. I think it'll be it'll be tough, and I don't think they'll make it easy. But I reckon one nil, and I reckon Lafferty will score again. Martin. I'm going to go for 2 0 just to be a bit more positive. Uh, <laughs> and just because I think. You can still sneak I, a 2 0 win. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Bristol Rovers have, have like offered that much, you know. But And I do think we need to bounce back. And it is like, like I think it will be the players will be the players will be gutted and they'll, they'll want to kind of like show something from that game. And I think we've got too much for them in the creative areas, you know. Like mm. I think if Maguire turns it on. Um, but that's the same in every game, really, isn't it? You know, he's, yeah. he's like, I think the balance of the team is much better now that he's kind of the main creator. When McGeady was there last year, it was like you were thinking, oh, it's great to have all of these players who can all capable of scoring, but mm-hmm. we were like lacking something in terms of like winning the ball back. And I think he likes being the main man. So I think <coughs> he's our most important player going into the going into the sort of final final run of the season. Definitely. Uh, for me, to be honest, I came out the ground yesterday and I, you know, lost my shit as I always do. And I said, yeah. "We're not going up." I had me meltdown, and I was like, "The club's going to be fucked for next year because we've lost parachute payments." And then, like six, seven, eight pints later, I'm like, "You know what? We can still sneak second. You know, when you just do that." Really? That's, it's not like that happened like the opposite way around. Oh no, honest to God, I'm all over the place at the moment. Fair enough. Um, Give you that. You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I can't see us winning. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. You are shocking. I'm a scumbag, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with the draw. I think it's going to be a really, really difficult game. And like I said yesterday, I think, uh, sorry, earlier, when when they equalised late on yesterday, you could just see so many players had just dropped to the ground. I don't know, it just felt like something had sunk in a little bit of them, like that was a missed opportunity. And I, yeah. I just don't know if they can recover in such a quick space of time. But mm-hmm. um, I'd like to see Lafferty start up front again. I think he will, and I think he'll score given the chance. It'll be outrageous if he didn't yeah. hell on yeah, it should be absolute <laughs> hell on if he doesn't um, but yeah no that's uh, probably a decent time to leave us so as always uh, thank you very much for listening you can stay up to date with the Roper Report podcast by subscribing on Apple Spotify Acast and YouTube mm-hmm. or five years on YouTube I was going to say oh yeah. what what was that no I was YouTube all five is all yeah. yeah YouTube music hasn't really took off has it uh, no certainly no. hasn't but we're, we're still plugging away there you yeah. know when it does eventually take off, wrote a report will be in amongst it. I'm, I'm sure, uh, as, as Steve Bruce would say, be there or thereabouts. <laughs> yeah. Our next avenue is making one of you stand outside with a red coat on, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. What's the beginning, <laughs> did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but uh, that's uh, that's been brilliant. Gav, thanks for coming in. No problem. Cheers. Are you hosting next week? Probably. Yeah. Thank, thank you for coming in. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> Martin, thanks for having us. And no uh, for everybody else who haven't been to the Roker and Calf, do please come in because you can get pink slices and they are literally the size of a plate. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.